All right, thanks Good for morning, those Kate. contributions there. And I suppose a point of clarity to, to one of our listeners that was talking about uh, the issue of the initiation schools. Yes, uh, the 17-year-old accompanied her friends to the initiation school, but what subsequently happened is that this school then took them to a different location that was 150 kilometers from where they live. And that's where the abduction part of the investigation then comes in. That uh, is part of what the police have clarified, uh, that they took them away without the consent of their parents. Well, let's turn our attention to this story now, the repeal of the Roe versus Wade case by the U.S. Supreme Court leading to protest across uh, the United States over the weekend. I mean, definitely no shortage of protests, people gathering at different courts, including uh, the Supreme Court. A group of about 80 prosecutors across America have also pledged to not prosecute those who seek abortion services outside of their home state. Now, it's estimated that 26 out of 50 states will now seek to outlaw abortion and leave women's bodily integrity at the hands of politicians. Let me welcome onto the show to be part of this conversation, Amu Gelani Matsilele, who is Communications and Public Diplomacy Research Associate at the African Center for the Study of the United States at Wits University. Amugelani, good morning to you. And thank you for having me. Joan van Dyck is the acting health editor at the Begisisa Center for Health Journalism. Joan, good morning to you. Morning, thanks for having me. And Lebo Ramafogo is executive director for Oxfam South Africa. Uh, Lebo, good morning to you as well. Good morning, Kathy. Thanks for having me. I think, you know, a good place to, to start would really be, you know, the significance of this case and the rights that it seeks to undo uh, for women, especially in, in the United States. Amukelani, let me begin with you. Thank you, Kathy. Um, so from my side, we need to understand that this is a 50-year president that is being dismissed. So the Roe v. Wade case has been the basis for state law regulating the way abortion can be offered and other ancillary services can be provided. So this ban will lead to about half of the states in the U.S. Ban- banning abortion. And this decision has also depend partisan politics, which means it's taking away the rights of women to choose whether they want to have an abortion or not. Joan? Yes, I um, I totally ag- agree with that. Um, another important thing to consider is that this is not only going to affect the right to a termination. This also has quite wide-reaching implications for other services like miscarriages as well, because there's a, if you're treating a miscarriage, there's one of the pills that you use that's similar to what's used in an abortion. Um, and people might be hesitant to stock those because they can now in some states be um, criminally pro- prosecuted if they are if someone thinks they're providing abortions and that kind of thing. Um, Another worrying detail of the opinion that came from the Supreme Court is that a conservative justice wrote that the way that the the, the case for Roe v. Wade was argued and the fact that it's now been repealed 
means that the right to contraception and the right to gay marriage as well, which was argued on the same basis of privacy and that the state has um, the state can't have control over your bodily autonomy. Uh, autonomy. Um, he argues that those cases should also be reconsidered, even after promising over and over, um, you know, um, in the months since we've heard about this possible overturning, that that won't be the case. In his um, in his opinion, he wrote that those those rights should should be reconsidered as well. And, and you know, Joan, that's that's one of the conversations I actually want us to have a little later in, in this program around even issues like contraception and what does this mean for the future of the reproductive rights of, of women more holistically. Um, Lebo, let me come to you and give you a chance to, to weigh in just on, on this initial decision. I mean, it's a sad day that demonstrates that unless activists um, and human rights defenders, particularly those that defend the human rights of women, are vigilant, this kind of a thing can happen, um, you know, in, in, in any democracy, even under democracy. But I think for me what um, it will do, it will also resurface the myths around abortion, which is already very stigmatized. Those that oppose it uh, uh, basically um, use myths, even in the judgment in the U.S., that has not been proven by science. So I think for me, the other implication is the fact that we are here again taking science and throwing it out of the window and basically getting uh, politicians, uh, but more than politicians, we are also putting um, uh, morality into what is a state uh, a, a matter and actually very scientific medical um, procedure. And I think this argument has been made, but I want to start by saying this will not stop abortions. This will increase the number of dangerous abortions, which will affect mainly poor black Americans. And the myth that this was about stopping abortions or stopping the immorality of women is complete bulldust. And that is what I mean by saying what it does is that it is a judgment that is political. It's not based on medical science. It's not based on medical facts. We'll continue the conversation with our guests after this quick break. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. We continue the conversation looking into the U.S. Supreme Court judgment Roe uh, versus Wade. And I want to go back to a big to this issue because it was really central to uh, this case. And it's the issue around privacy rights and what is afforded to an individual, at least constitutionally, when it comes to their personal rights. Amukelani, uh, one of the things that has been highlighted here, including by Joan, is the fact that this may have far-reaching implications even beyond just the issue of abortion rights. Yes, Kathy, we need to understand that 
Remember, before it was overturned, the Roe v. Wade case, it meant that for women, they can go to the hospital and the government will not use excessive government regulations or restrictions on how women can be policed when it comes to their bodies. Now, when we look at the overturning of Roe v. Wade, case in point, you have seen that online, a lot of women, um, American women, are actually indicating that they need to remove uh, flow. Flow is an app where you can track your periods. It means that now other people also have your information. They can easily track your information to know if you if you are pregnant, if you're not pregnant, what are you doing with your information, which is quite sensitive in this case. Mm, mm, mm. And, 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 so and, we, we, yeah. we really Go, go ahead, Amokelani. Okay, so I'm saying we really need to see how this is actually a danger. It's not only a danger to the women, it's also a danger to the men who in certain circumstances, they do not want the pregnancies. So what happens? Are we not then looking at increased cases of GBV because of this? When, when, when I look at a part of what uh, U.S. President Joe Biden has said about this particular ruling, he's not only described it as a tragic era, but also an extreme and dangerous path. Of course, Joan, this takes place in what has been a very polarized America, especially politically and the 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 leg or the room that this could give to um, right wing elements in this country in 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 that country rather to to take this ruling in the stream of um, women's contraceptive right or even uh, the issue of of same sex marriages. Yes, I mean I think the the religious. Uh, kind of right wing in in the US, their work is only just starting. They're, this is this is not um, by far the end of their campaigning. Um, one thing that we know is also happening a totally unfounded thing in uh, the religious right activist groups in the US are now pushing something called that that they pitching as reversing the uh, reversing an abortion. So if you had gone um, and, and got the pills to have an abortion and you'd like for that not to happen, they claim that they can help you to reverse the pills. Um, so there's there's all kinds of campaigning. And, and mm. as was said before, there's so much uh, digital surveillance um, in society at the moment. So it's a far different, it's not that we're going back to something in the US before there was this, this ruling. It's it's some somehow worse because you can be tracked in so many different ways. Mm. Lebo, this is happening very far away from us. South Africa as a country still very much enjoys um, the constitutional right. Women in this country are still uh, very much able to exercise uh, their rights in as far as getting a, an abortion is concerned. Why should we be worried about what is happening in the U.S.? So we need to be worried for a number of uh, reasons. One, although our constitution protects the woman's right to an abortion, the practice is that that is not what every woman actually uh, provides. We've got this whole clause of conscientious objection where currently in South Africa, only 28% of services are open uh, to women and many of them are in the Western Cape, which is also disproportionately. Um, a, a, a better resourced in terms of public access. 
What it has done it has, is that it has emboldened uh, those that are, you know, uh, put all their adverts on the on the on the polls in town. Who God knows uh, what they are doing uh, uh, to women. And what that does is that it then uh-huh. emboldens, and that's why I spoke about myths at the beginning. It emboldens those that had actually wanted to not even give women the right to choose, even when it is protected by the Constitution, because uh, it basically will follow uh, what happens in the U.S. We also have seen how um, a number of organizations have partnered and have, um, uh, for an example, given funding to some organizations in South Africa. And we saw how uh, with the gag rule uh, under Trump, that um, uh, uh, rule meant that, uh, firstly, you can't use any U.S. money uh, for reproductive health and rights. But also, even if you had your own money, but you received U.S. money, you can't even use any other money from any other source. Mm. And what it does is that globally it really impacts on what countries who have the law are able to do. Because as I said, you are then beginning to almost re-stigmatize and further stigmatize women who are seeking a medical um, uh, condition. What we've also seen in, in, in Africa, and South Africa has not been immune to that, is that this conservative um, right also support in a lot of ways uh, a number of political parties in South Africa and also support a lot of churches in South Africa. So all the lunatic fringe right will come into Africa. And uh, in other countries, they will even influence what policies uh, 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 must be made. So the kind of homophobia, the kind of patriarchy, the kind of anti-women and women's rights to bodily autonomy is going to rise. What we are going to see is that when we go into the UN Security Council, when there are going to be negotiations, countries that we knew as South Africa, um, you know, are going to be uh, uh, very opposed to even the language of rights to be part of sexual and reproductive health, mm-hmm. we are going to see that uh, lobby group be consolidated. So the work that we do, although it's, 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 it's happening in the U.S., this is indeed, as my colleagues have said, a test case of how much harder international politics are and how it is going to reinforce what is already a problem in South Africa. Because somebody can just say, I'm sorry, there are women who go into hospitals and they say the area where abortions are offered is locked with a, with a lock and key mm. because either the CEO or the hospital manager or whatever says, well, this is not what I'm going to do because it does not have a right, um, it does not have, a, um, it doesn't go with my conscience. But that person is, is, is basically not questioning uh, where their salaries come from when in fact you are getting public funds, but you are then using your own personal beliefs to determine whether or not I can get a service that is protected by the Constitution. So it's going to embolden what already in South Africa is a struggle for women to access, even when the law says 
uh, and the constitution says they can have access. When we continue with this conversation, I also want us to look at the continent more broadly and some of the decisions that are being made across the continent in as far as um, the rights to uh, an abortion and women's reproductive health really is concerned. It's just after 10.30. Luanda is standing by with your headlines. On we continue the conversation on the talking point, looking then at the impact that the Roe versus Wade uh, ruling in the Supreme Court, at least the court overturning that particular decision, the impact that that is going to have on the rest of the world. Undoubtedly, you know, um, the debate around um, having abortions is a heated one, regardless of where in the world you are. And uh, Amugelani, I want us to take a look at the rest of the continent because Lebo makes a very important point around funding that flows from the U.S., two different parts of the world and what this decision will now mean for that funding. So even though the U.S. won't necessarily tell other countries do what we're doing, but certainly um, it, it has a bearing on how their monies will be spent. What are we seeing in the rest of the continent in terms of the approach to this conversation? Um, thank you, Kathy. So I think I also just want to add that if we look at the United Nations Agenda 2030, uh, one of the SDG goals, number three, which aims to ensure access to sexual and reproductive health care, family planning, information and education. So if you look at that, you also see that um, since U.S. is the main funder, of most of the African health programs, the raw view way it will definitely affect us in that case. And um, if you look at Malawi, Senegal, and Kenya, you'll see that uh, the lawmakers in these countries are already using Roe v. Wade to restrict conversations around abortion in official meetings. And also, if you're looking at the African continent, there are different categories. So the first category we have, um, abortion where it is prohibited with no legal exception. So what does it mean now that we now have the overruling of the Roe v. Wade for countries such as Angola, Congo, Brazzaville, and Egypt? And then the second category is uh, countries where abortion is legally allowed to save a woman's life. So also you, you in this category, you are looking at your Cote d'Ivoire, your Libya, Malawi, Mali, Nigeria, and so forth and so forth. And then in the third category, we have um, abortion is allowed under conditions of preserving life, such as countries such as Benin, Burkina Faso. And then in the fourth category, that's where abortion is allowed for the preservation of physical and mental health in countries such as Algeria, Botswana, Eritrea, Gambia, Zambia. And then in the fifth category, we have uh, countries where abortion is allowed without restriction to reason, but with just church no limits. So that's your Mozambique and South Africa. So when you look at the African continent landscape, you can see that as, as much as we are making progress, it is not enough. And now we are having a 50 year old president being overturned. So when we are having conversations as African countries, what does it mean? As much as we want to ignore this case, it means that this case will be used as president by some lawmakers, because at the end of the day, as much as we are fighting for women's rights, for them to be considered and be heard when they say we are pro-life or pro-choice, 
these are conversations that that must be open even for African countries. Mm. Thank you. Mm. You know, Joan, one of the interesting things about this this debate is that often it becomes more than just about a woman being able to say what should happen with her body. Absolutely, yeah. It's about, I mean, it's literally though the the issue that this legal case is around is about the the amount that the state can interfere in your personal choices, which is why it's so concerning for for more than one group, not not just not just women. Mm-hmm. And does it really also follow a, a pattern in as far as this idea that what happens with women's bodies is not just in the hands of women themselves, but that other people can have a say. And, and you know, pregnancy is such a, a big thing and such a, a big step in, in a woman's life that, um, you know, so, to some it, it almost is, is, is you know, it, it's, it's mind boggling why it is. An external mm-hmm. party would want to have the right to say what a woman should do with her body. Exactly. Yes, I think something too that is incredibly worrying as well is that the, there are lots of states now that the the right to abortion is up to each individual state in the US. There are lots of states that don't have any exceptions for incest or for rape. So uh, a, a person would be kind of doomed to carry to term um so you, it's like a forced birth situation mm. and we also know that birth is far more dangerous than than an abortion is um carrying to term is a much more dangerous thing for a woman um particularly if you're poor don't have access to good health care so this um yeah it's 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 quite a sentence um to come down on on women all over mm. Uh, Lebo, I, I want to bring you in here j- just on that very issue because, again, when we look at um, the, the continent, particularly Africa, you have in a lot of states, as Amukalani was, um, a lot of countries, rather, as Amukalani was, was explaining, uh, that often abortions are only allowed in instances where a mother's life um, is under under threat. And, and I see a message here from one of our listeners, and, and it says, the whole Roe v. Wade is not about interfering with women's bodies if the female did not want to fall pregnant they should insist their partners wear condoms and use contraceptives but these people fighting for the right can't even tell you um, what uh, a woman is and and it's an interesting view right because we know that issues around women's reproductive health are very complex and again I don't know why it's not left up to the women to make up their minds and 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 have their decisions around this you know Kathy it's 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 getting up to 30 years where the arguments including the one that is put forward by your listener is one where I no longer have energy to interact with because it really is based on very archaic um, non-scientific arguments when we are dealing with a medical condition um, and I'll give you this fact. Many pregnancies are bought even before the woman knows that they are pregnant. Not every egg that is fertilized by a sperm will be carried to term to a pregnancy. It happens. It is very scientific. The second thing is that vasectomy, 
which is reversible, is the most cost-effective scientific way in which you can stop pregnancy. Fourthly is that while a woman decides because the, the fetus is in their body, many other women who do abortions are not doing abortions because they want to do abortions, but they do abortions because there is coercion from the man. So the idea that women are stupid, women don't know how to control themselves, come from a very patriarchal, uh, archaic belief in whether or not women are human beings in the first place. It's not backed by any, any evidence. If this argument was really about preventing uh, unwanted pregnancies, uh, what we would be doing is we would be advocating that every other man goes and gets a vasectomy until they are with a woman that they want to have children with. And we would even be enacting the maintenance act. Because again, in a country like South Africa, where you have a maintenance act, it is not enforced. And then we would be dealing with uh, what, what the matter at hand is. And as I said, the idea that by stopping a woman's right to a medical procedure, ultimately, it's a medical procedure. You get into a medical room, you get a medical professional, perform a medical procedure. Where you put your beliefs, where you put what you, 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 know, you think about this and that has got nothing to do with a medical procedure. You know, the, the same entrapment that a doctor will use when they do a pap smear, um, it's, what you, it's what you do. You go to a doctor who performs a medical procedure, and we want to believe that everybody that goes into a medical facility seeking a medical procedure, we don't judge them. When you go into a medical facility and you are obese, when you go into a medical facility and you've got a chest problem, when you go into a medical facility and you had been smoking, we don't then say the doctor must not treat you or the law must say why. If you wanted to prevent your cough, if you wanted to prevent your, you prevent your lung disease, uh, you shouldn't have smoked. So these people that say you've got a right to be treated for lung cancer, uh, why are they not telling you that in the first place you shouldn't have smoked? We don't do, we don't argue that way for any other medical procedure because it's nonsensical. When you present at a doctor with a lung condition and 30, 20, 10, 15 years of smoking, what the medical professional is concerned with is to treat your lung cancer. It is the same. Women as thinking beings have that same right. Want to show me care for children? Let every man who's got a child maintain them. You want to show me your care for unwanted pregnancy? Offer vasectomies, open tents and clinics everywhere and offer vasectomies because that is cheap, that is reversible, and that gives control over men. If men want control, let them control their own bodies. And nobody is, is, is arguing that way. So it's, it's nonsensical. 
um, uh, uh, this argument, and it will not stop abortions. When I was young and I was at university, I knew I can point out doctors in Houten who performed abortions. You found married women there. You found white women there. You found women of every color, shape, and size because they could afford. And so no ban of what you are banning is safety, is access. You are not banning abortions. You are not going to be able to ban abortions. You are going to perpetuate a myth that is not scientifically proven in this era. And, and you know, of course, one of one of the dangers there is that when we look at, in particular, something like the illegal abortion industry in in South Africa, you talk about central districts. I mean, the Johannesburg CBD um, level. Just speaking about your university days, I think it's it's a similar story that that one can share that we know that in particular young women in institutions of higher learning are using um, these illegal uh, backdoor facilities because of the stigma that they face and because of how they're treated when they try and go to uh, to state institutions. But it becomes incredibly life-threatening. Yes, it does. And, and the reason why that is not our concern is that our first, first attitude to why we must stop women's bodily autonomy is the fact that we want to punish, to punish women for being sexual beings only until we take advantage of their bodies. So women's bodily integrity is not uh, 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 valued for its own sake. It's only valued when it is for the enjoyment and the use of men, nothing else. So a woman is actually denied agency more than anything. It won't stop abortion. We have seen stories of men who will even pay and go and say, even take women to these illegal uh, abortion places and say, I'm not ready to have a child. Go and have an abortion. Mm -hmm. We know those stories. Mm -hmm. We know that even in some instances, politicians were even talking about how one went with a woman because the other politician, when they were following us, so weaponizing this whole issue of abortion. So l let's not be hypocritical about what this is about and what it will do. And that is why I said, ultimately, what this is going to do is just going to reinforce myths about really, a, a, we must then speak clearly about what this is about. This is not about science. This is not about medicine. This is about controlling women because in our minds, women do not have a right to control their own sexuality unless if it is for the purpose and the pleasure uh, of, of, of men. If we were about, we were concerned about unwanted pregnancies, we should be performing a vasectomy. Any man that has an opinion on a pregnancy must go and have a vasectomy. That is the best way to do it. Right. Have a vasectomy, make sure that you cannot have children, and then you can then get into the debate. Any man without a vasectomy cannot speak on right. what women must do with, with their bodies.
I'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006. Uh, that's the number to dial to weigh in on this conversation. On the WhatsApp line, 0614-104-107. And on Twitter, at SFM Radio, the hashtag there, SFM Talking Points. I also have a couple of WhatsApp voice notes for you. Before we get to uh, the voice notes, uh, somebody says, Kathy, uh, this, this conversation is not balanced. It's one-sided. The U.S. court decision is the right decision. Uh, they simply interpreted the Constitution. Let those not happy lobby within their states. Uh, somebody else says, wow, Kathy, level is fabulous. Let's hear from her more often on women's rights. Uh, that's a message there from Judy. Uh, somebody else says, hi, Kathy. Uh, it's Skisazana. Uh, uh, finally, Americans have come to their, st- their senses, which I believe is scientific to be responsible with w- what we do with our bodies. Uh, so different, definitely uh, very conflicting message or mixed messages, rather not conflicting, but rather uh, mixed messages that are coming through on the line uh, to this issue today. We're going to take a quick break. I'm back with your voice notes and our guests. Hi, Kathy. I just want to ask your your visitors there, what should be done to these women who are actually using abortion as a family planning? Uh, are we still saying it is their right to do that? Are we not seeing they are violating their health-wise? Maybe women should also use precautions. They must use a contraceptives for them to stop being pregnant. Thank you very much. Good morning, Katie. Abortion is different, like uh, treating some disease, or you go to a hospital, you have a case or what. There you are going to hospital to take someone's life, because the baby is already alive, even on, even young as one month pregnancy. It's already alive. You are taking someone's life. I think I will support uh, what Zimbabwe is doing there. If someone uh, do abortion, they arrest him. They arrest him. Because abortion is to take a life. That's the truth on the matter. You are taking a life. Yes, it's unplanned pregnancy or what, but that is a life. That's the bottom thing. Maybe we can understand if someone is being raped, not someone who is not raped, and then is going now to on that abortion to take a, a life. You are killing someone there. Eh? Morning, Kathy. It's Hamilton and Dr. Neville. I'm so very much disappointed with one of your guests uh, comparing pregnancy to lung cancer. Lung cancer is a disease, and a pregnancy is not a disease. Therefore, she should compare the two. Pregnancy happens when one indulges in sex. Lung cancer does not. And outcome of lung cancer is death. But the outcome of pregnancy is a child, which one should bear in mind that uh, the decision is not based on what woman needs only. It's also about the human being growing inside you. Think about that as well, not about your body only. That's Hamilton. Have a good morning, Kathy. Well, the responses are quite emotional. People have a lot to say, but also feel very deeply about what they're saying. Amukelani, an opportunity to respond to uh, some of the questions raised by our listeners. 
Thank you, Kathy. So I want to start by <laughs> highlighting there is a listener who said this is not about politics. Number one, we need to be clear that um, President Biden, in his address to the nation, he indicated that the public must elect more senators and representatives uh, who, will who will promote or protect women's rights to choose in federal laws. So this is clearly a battle of abortion rights in the US. It has moved from the courtroom to the ballot box. The second issue that I wanted to highlight is that when it comes to matters of abortions, this is not the time to be discussing it as a moral issue. It is not a moral issue. We need to, as a society, re-examine and challenge the reasons behind shunning away from having conversations about, about what are the implications of prohibiting abortions. Therefore, abortion matters should be left to women to, since women are the ones who have the right to choose, they should be left to women so that women's rights are protected and women are heard. Women are the most affected. Yes, as a society, we are all affected, but we need to get to a position where we leave abortion matters to women so that the principle of the right of choice is made by women themselves. Thank you. Uh, thanks for that, Amugelani. Joan? Yeah, um, I'd, I'd like to just mention that <clears throat> the fact that a pregnancy relies on someone engaging in sex without the proper contraception or without contraception at all is a little bit of a red herring because you can't ever say that it's it's necessarily a woman's choice to be able to negotiate for safe sex with a, with a, a contraceptive method. Um, contraceptives do fail um, and we do have to ask why different organs are treated with, with a different sense of morality. Why is there a difference between someone's lungs and, um, and someone's uterus? Um, <clears throat> if, you, if you are smoking, you're also exposing people around you to harm. So it's a, um, it's a, uh, yeah, I, I don't see any pro problem with comparing the two, uh, the, the two organs. Another thing to keep in mind is that um, when when abortions are legal and safe, it it leads to just fewer people dying, um, and that is something that any government should be pursuing: fewer of their citizens dying. When South Africa made um, abortion uh, legal in 1996, we saw a 92% drop in deaths, uh, maternal deaths during pregnancy as a result of um, of unsafe abortions. Um, yeah, those, that would be my two cents on those responses. You know, Joan, just on, on that issue of, 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 of being able to save women's lives, it was interesting in, in the voice notes also how a part of how it is projected, right, that if, if you have an abortion, you're a murderer, you know, you, you're a person who kills another person. And, 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 and that language in and of itself is also quite problematic. Absolutely. I mean, if it's undue undue pressure on the person who's pregnant there's there are two parties involved in that mm. and to just um to just bring it back to smoking are you going to say that you if you're likely to expose 10 people to secondhand smoke did you kill all of them um it's yeah it's just not the not the most sound argument i'd say lebo let me give you a chance to respond as well hello lebo hi 
Yes, I was saying, let me give you a chance to respond as well to the comments by our listeners and some of the questions they've raised. Hi, Kathy, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, okay, I don't know what happened there. I'm saying the, the argument that women are carrying a life means that women do not have a choice of whether or not they want to carry that life. And for me, if we want to experiment and show that there is a life, let the woman also have a right to say, I don't want to carry that life in my body. And let Mm -hmm. us see whether that life is going to exist outside of a woman's body. And we do know that it won't. And in fact, I want to say, scientifically, many pregnancies are bought even before the woman knows that, uh, 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 knows it. And I said again, um, the ban of abortion is not going to uh, remove abortions from society. It is going to remove a medical procedure. And it is the same as lung cancer, and I liked what the previous speaker said about smoking, because are we then going to be arresting everybody who has smoked and said, you have also you are a murderer, because you have also killed uh, uh, others with, 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 with secondary uh, 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 smoke. But more importantly, the reason why I was comparing them, and I am comparing them, is the fact that when you are sitting in front of a medical doctor, seeking a medical um, intervention, uh, seeking a pill, seeking any treatment. We don't, except when it comes to abortion, want to know what you did in the past and judge whether or not we're going to give you a medical intervention based on what you did, except when it comes to the lives of, 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 of women. If we are going to deny women medical procedures, and abortion is a medical procedure, if you put in your morality and stuff like that, do not have an abortion for yourself. Do not want to control it for somebody else who may not share your morality, who may not share your view, who may have their own story. Those who don't like abortions, let them not have abortions. But nobody has a right to dictate on somebody else's life. If men do not want abortions, let them have vasectomies. There are medical procedures that you can have. But what I'm saying, and I want to emphasize, is that if we are saying you are not going to offer it as a medical um, uh, uh, intervention, then let us then ask questions about all other medical interventions that we have. Because then we are then going to then be saying everybody else has done something before they came. Um, uh, to, to visit a, a, a doctor, and we are going to be giving medical interventions based on whether or not our morality agrees um, with um, a, 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 a us or not. I find smoking immoral, and so let us just say taxpayers' money is not going to be uh, spent on any illnesses that come uh, from smoking because wouldn't didn't those people know better? Why are we treating them now? When they come, let them go elsewhere and find a lung elsewhere. We don't argue that way because we agree that when people seek medical intervention, we give them medical intervention. Why is it different for, we, for, for women? And if this life is, is precious and you are carrying a life, a woman also has a right to say, I don't want that life inside my womb. This womb belongs to the woman. 
Mm. And then whoever wants that life can then take that life. It's as simple as that. The point I'm making is that we must all be able and given the right to make choices with our bodies. That is what bodily autonomy um, is about. We are concerned about abortion. We are concerned about unwanted pregnancies. Let men go and have vasectomies. Then a case closed. Lastly, a woman carries a pregnancy for nine, for nine months. And in that period, they would never be able to be pregnant in that nine-month period. A man in that nine months can impregnate nine women or even more. So if we are following logic, isn't it logical that, in fact, what we need to do is to advocate for vasectomies? All right. Lebo Ramafoko, the executive director for Oxfam South Africa. I think one of the other points that this conversation is leading us to is really centered on the actual right to abortion. I'm seeing here lots of messages, uh, one that echo the sentiment. Uh, you know, uh, this is from Pesima Maku uh, on social media. Interesting conversation. However, men should also have a say since the seed comes from them. If we leave the decision in entirely to women were facing a risk of not having any more children and he's not the only person uh, to say that in these comments it's after 11 o'clock luanda maume is standing by with a look at your latest news